0: I'd like to welcome you all here today we'll begin the service we'll sing number two hundred and eighty six he leadeth me mm uh-huh. song there that we're just singing he leadeth me and I just wonder if each and every one of us really understand what that means that we've got the opportunity today to put it all into the hands of Jesus Christ and let him lead us through our life here through everything he will never bring anything upon us but what there is a way for us to escape But that last verse there in that he says, and when my task on earth is done, when thy grace, by thy grace, the victory is won. And that should be encouraging to each and every one of us that there will be a time, and it may be soon with any one of us, when my task, when our work here upon this earth is finished, it can happen awfully quick. But by thy grace, by the grace of God, by the grace and love of his Son, Jesus Christ, here upon the earth, the victory over sin, the victory over this flesh, the victory over Satan is won. Won't that be a wonderful thing to see, to witness in our life? And we can have that hope and we can have that peace now while we're here upon the earth. And we can know that we have that assurance that we can win that victory over Satan. In in death's cold wave, I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. Keep these things in mind, friends. And remember the promises that's in this book right here, and they are true. His promises he will fulfill. And when our task, when our work here upon this earth is done, we can see victory through Jesus Christ, our blessed Savior. He is the one That died for our sins he it is impossible for you and me to be able to overcome these things but through the blood of Jesus Christ and by the power that he has to offer to us all we can see victory I want you to understand that I want you to be encouraged in it and I want you to know it for surety when I look around throughout the world today and the, time, the, the season that it is that we're approaching or that we're in now. The Christmas and the holiday season people talk about so much. I wonder, I was just watching people yesterday as I was sitting in a parking lot there and I was just thinking about how much is on, the, on their mind there about eternal life or what's going to happen when we leave here. Or is it just going through the life and what can I do to entertain this body? What can I do to do all sorts of things for this flesh and never once having any thought about eternal life or where I'm going to spend eternity? And I want us to all to not be in that position. I want us to keep that first and foremost, one of the things in our mind. THAT WE CAN WALK CLOSE WITH JESUS AND WE CAN HAVE ETERNAL LIFE THROUGH HIM. AND LET'S DON'T JUST GO THROUGH LIFE FEELING LIKE, WELL, I'M OKAY AND I'LL BE ABLE TO GET BY. THE ONLY WAY WE WILL BE OKAY IS BY HAVING THAT NEW BIRTH. That new birth that he told Nicodemus about. That he did not understand at all about what he was talking about. But God, but Jesus Christ explained it very plain to him. That that was a spiritual birth. And that we must worship God in spirit. If you don't know him, truly know him. Just ask and he says it shall be given unto you. Repent. And as we talked about so much, and I wonder, has it been on our mind this week? What must I do, Lord? Has that been our thoughts? What must I do, Lord, to be saved? What must I do to help encourage someone else here as they go through their pilgrimage, as they go through this life? Let's turn over to Psalms. I'd just like to read a psalm this morning that we can, some of these are so encouraging and I know we read some of these quite often. But it can be and this is the 27th Psalm. I want to just read that and let it be encouraging in our life this morning. 27th Psalm, first verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And that's the thing that I'm just talking about there. Of what can we have in our mind that we know and understand that and have that peace and hope and happiness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Do we all understand that this morning? Are you filled with the light of Jesus Christ? Are you filled with that spirit? And then he goes right on into it and he says, When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Satan has no power over the righteous. Those that are full of that light, full of that spirit, he says, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident. Again, just anything that Satan has to come up against you, to tempt you, to try to destroy you, he says there that you've got the power of God. God. Though an host should account against me, my heart shall not fear. Why? Because he knew he had God on his side. And that's what I want you and I to know today. Though war should rise up against me, this will I be in, this will I be confident. Are you confident in the power of God today? Are you confident in the power that he is offering to each and every one so that we can see victory? as the song we just sung talked about that victory. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after. And what are we, are we desiring that new birth from him this morning, or are we out here and we thinking and talking and praying and saying, give me this, Lord, or give me that, all these things. And we can see those things happen. But what was he talking about here? One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Is that what we're seeking after today? to be able to live with him, to dwell in the house of the Lord, to dwell in the house of God forever. Is that what we are seeking today? He said, that's what he says." One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, that rock of Jesus Christ. That's what he says that he'll say. The one that people rejected, the one that the builders rejected. But that did not change anything of him being the son of God. And that didn't change him. From being able to save your soul when people reject him. But David talked about him setting him upon that rock, and we can be upon that solid rock today. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. And he was there for us today. And when we cry out to him, he is there to answer us. Ask, and it shall be given. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation." When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. It doesn't matter how much you get forsaken here by your closest friends. He talks about even your father and your mother. He said, the Lord will take me up, will take you up. He is there with that reached out hand to lift you. He is there to encourage you in his word, in his work. Teach me thy way, O Lord and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Listen to that. Teach me thy way. Is that our mind this morning? Is that our desire, what we are asking for God to just teach us his way, to fill us with his spiritual wisdom and knowledge? Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Lead me in that path of righteousness. That path that is illuminated by the Spirit of God. And he, and he says, why? Why does he want that? He says, because of mine enemies. Who is our enemy? Satan. Lord, lead God and direct us. And save us from our enemy, Satan. Deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and each and every one. We may look upon things and say How can I get through these? How can I get through this this trial? How can I get through what has been brought upon me? But what he had to say there. He said he believed in the goodness and the mercy and the love of God. While he was here in the land of the living. And he could go through. Whatever was brought upon him. But then in this last verse. He says wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Do we hear that? Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Strengthen your mind, strengthen that spirit that is within you, that spiritual work, that spiritual body. He says, I will strengthen, he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Don't try to get ahead of him. Just put it into his hands and wait on him. And he will lift you up. Be of good courage. And I want us to all think about those things, the time of the year that we are living in. It's a time when people say that it's Christ's birthday, a celebration of that. Are we going to celebrate it? Are we celebrating it as the world, or are we celebrating it as Christ would have it to be done? How did he come here upon the earth in a low and a meek way? And let's keep those things in mind and let's celebrate his life by recognizing who he is and by recognizing what the power that he has to give to each and every one of us and how we can overcome. Wait on him. Be of good courage. when we think about the things and we look around and people, they do all manner of decorations in their homes and their yards and all kind of things. But how about this body? How about our inward part? How is it decorated? Is it decorated with the spirit of the Holy Ghost that that light is shining so bright that others may be able to see and give God the honor and the glory for what he is. He has done in you, or is that light growing dim? We look around and people want to have all manner of lights and stuff in honor of Jesus, is what it should be. That light can be within you and it can be bright and it can shine. Thank Him. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart, your spiritual life. Wait on the Lord. I say wait upon him. A lot of good messages. Anywhere we read, we can be encouraged in his work. I believe we'll read some this morning in John. In first John. <clears throat> First John, the first verse of the second chapter is where we'll start. He talks about a lot of things. There's a few verses there. Let's just start reading there, that seventh verse of the first chapter. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. That's the light that David was talking about there. That, that light that will lead us. He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Jesus Christ was full of the light of God. Full of righteousness. And that's what he's talking about. We need to be walking in righteousness. Righteousness. We have, and if that is the case, we have fellowship one with the other. And he's talking about with the righteous here upon the earth. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amazing grace. The blood of Jesus Christ, the love of him, will cleanse us if we repent of our sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John was speaking the truth. And he was just telling us what Jesus Christ and God the Father can do for us. He says, now, if we say that we have not sinned, he says, we are a liar. We all inherited that sin nature. But he says, and he says, you deceive yourselves. If you think that you're just going through life and that you're okay without confessing your sins, without re- accepting Jesus Christ, you are in a lost condition. If you think that that's what's going to happen. He says, now, we must confess our sins He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that's after we have that new birth. We're not going to be living in the same unrighteous way that we did before. He says we confessed them. We have been able to receive that new birth, that new spirit, and he has forgiven us our sins, given us that, And now we can walk in that light and he will, that power that he has to give to us will cleanse us from those sins. He says it will cleanse you from, it will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the perpetuation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Do we all understand what Christ has done for us? And what we must do to be able to know what his power and and his love and mercy will do for us. He's telling us. He says, now I tell you, don't live in sin. I write unto you that you sin not. That's what God is, and Christ is asking for us to do, to live in that manner. But then he goes on. He knows something about our nature. And he says, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. We have someone there that we can take it to when we see we have made a mistake. Now, that doesn't mean that we go out here and just live in sin as we go on in Christ. The grace of God is going to continue to overcome those things. That will not happen either. But if we've got that birth, but we see then that we have sin. We have an advocate. We have Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father. Praying. Mediating for us. And he is the perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only. But for the sins of the whole world. Doesn't matter who you are. Where you come from. What you have done. He says he is the perpetuation of our sins. He has taken the raft of God for us. He has appeased God's raft. By what he did here upon the earth for us. That should be very humbling to us. That he never did anything wrong. Not one thing. Never had any sin connected with him at all. But he died because he knew that you and I do have that. And the only way we can enter into the heaven is being, be, be cleansed. And through him, our sins can be taken away. And they are, we are cleansed. And we can overcome. And we can receive that white robe. And we can have eternal life. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. When you look around and you see people proclaim that I know him and I am a part of that, but they do not live in accordance with how, what his commandments would be, something is wrong, friends. He says, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And the only way that we can do that is by knowing Jesus Christ. We can't do it on our own. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And that's what you'd have to look around and see throughout the world today. When you see so much of people proclaiming that, but they are not he doing His commandments, they are not living in that. He says the truth is not in them. The truth of God, that new spirit, is not in it. Now, is it what is that with us today? I don't. I want us to all take this right to ourselves and be sure that we are living in accordance with what He is talking here. That. We are able to hear his word. We are able to keep his saying. And we are able then to have forgiveness of our sins. But those there, he says, I know that he that says, I know him and keep not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. That is the ones that will come up at that final day. And hear that word, depart from me, I never knew you. Even after they're saying, oh yes, we did all manner of things in your name. We cast out devils, we preached in the streets. We did all manner of things. You heard his word, you heard it. But not keeping his word, not living in accordance with how he would have us live. Remaining in sin. And he says it's a lie. And the truth is not in him. For whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Again, he just keeps telling us how we can know that his spirit is within us. Whoso keepeth his word is able to keep it. Able to hear his word. Able to live in accordance with his word. He says, verily, the love of God is perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. You understand what he's talking about? He says now, he that abideth in him, he that says that I've repented, I've received, He says that that person's life ought to be as Jesus' life was. He says that we ought to walk, we ought to go through our life, and everything that we do, we say, whatever it might be, even as Jesus did here upon the earth. He says, he that saith he abideth in him himself, Also to walk even as he walked. Abideth in him ought himself. He should himself walk even as Jesus walked. He should live as Jesus lived. And as he gave instructions for people to live here upon the earth. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. And we've had those commandments. We've heard his word. Follow me. Live after me. Repent of your sins. And follow me. Put your faith and trust That's not a new commandment. That has come all the way what Christ was telling the people to do. Again, a new commandment. I write unto you which thing is true, and in him is in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shining. The darkness is past. That true light of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost being given to all that ask, is available. And that true light now shineth in the righteous, those that believe upon him. He that saith he is in light, and hateth his brothers in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Do you just see how he keeps showing here there is a difference in the righteous and the unrighteous? There is a difference in That's what he keeps showing here. There is a difference. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you. On the day of Pentecost, when they received that, that was new. And it was the truth. And then it became there that it was also in others. It was spread abroad. 3,000 souls came into the church in that day, believed upon him. Because the darkness had passed out of their life, they saw the light of Jesus Christ, they believed upon him, and accepted him. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. When we walk in that light, we won't be stumbling around. We will be not being going from truth to, to and fro from one doctrine to another doctrine. We will be steadfast in light of Jesus Christ and will not be stumbling from one thing to the other. But we will hold fast and we will be at one with him while we're here upon the earth. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Again, he's just showing us the difference. And someone that would be what you might would call religious and someone that would be righteous. Let's be sure of where we are today, that we are... Are in that group of righteous. And that we're hearing his word and we're walking with it. But I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Isn't that encouraging here for us this morning? Doesn't matter where we are, just take it to him. And he says, Now I write unto you. And I am speaking these words to you today, little children, in in the word of Jesus Christ. He says, you must become as that little child if you want to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he says, now I write unto you, and I am going to say, I am speaking unto you, little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked
1: one. Now he just went through there and, and was telling them about. forgiven for his name's sake. I speak these things
0: unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I speak these things unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. Is that the case in you young men? I speak to you little children because you have known the Father. I want you to understand these things. Paul was saying that he was writing them to you. I am able to just speak them to you this morning of what he has written here so that you can be encouraged in it and we can know what the power of God, what the power of Jesus Christ can do for us. I have spoken unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have spoken unto you, young men, because you are strong. And is that the case this morning? Are you strong in the spirit of the Holy Ghost, young men? Is that what you are putting your efforts into today? That you want to get closer to Him? The word of God, and the Word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Is that the case with us? His is His Spirit abiding in you. Are you strong spiritually or are you weak? Is Satan able to just waller you around and to carry you from one thing to the next? He has gotten you into one sin and then just carrying you right on and on and on. You just can't seem to get away from that type thing. Something is wrong if that's the case. You are not strong spiritually. You are are not where you need to be with Jesus Christ. And the word of God abideth in you. You're strong. And the word abides in it. Or either you are weak and his word is not abiding there strongly within you. You may be like he's talked about there in Revelations area where it says that you have lost your first love. But he didn't tell them, I'm going to cast you away because of that. He told them how to repent and what to do. And he said, and if you will overcome... By using, by following what I'm doing here today. By what I am telling you, he says, I will not blot out your name out of the book of life. Isn't that encouraging for us? Today, be strong. Hear the word. Be strong in him. The word of God, let it abide in you. And use that word, use that power, use that love to overcome satan to overcome this body of sin and see victory love not the world neither the things that are in the world if a man love the world the love of the father is not in him now that's really strong language there but what he's talking about is we can let the things of this world Take up all our attention. And we can think the ways that seems right unto man. That's where we can be. And that's where about the whole world is today. The ways that seem right unto man. But what happens? Where do they lead to? They lead to destruction. Let not the world, love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man loved the world the love of the Father is not in him friends that is something that we need to each and every one really examine ourselves for all that is in the world and he goes on and he quantifies what what he's talking about for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world now is that in our life the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life is that in our life when you hear and you hear things talking about here that how the lust of the flesh is so rampant throughout the world today and how it has just overcome so many people, especially with pornography and stuff, of how that it is so rapid throughout the world. And there is no way that you can overcome that of yourself, but you can overcome it with what he's talking about here with the love of God in you. But that's the things there, and this was going on, these, the lust of the flesh has been since the beginning of time. It's been in man. And you can go back and you can read all through here and see how people have let that lust of the flesh destroy them or tear them down or get them into all manner of trouble. And it's continuing right on today, right here among us these things can be. Let's don't let it be in us. Let the Lord take it away the lust of the eyes. And that can be, it's never filled. That lust of the eyes will never be filled. You can go out here in all manner of things that the eye is seeking and the eye is wanting to look upon in evil stuff. It doesn't ever get filled filled with it. And the psalmist, I believe it was, said, Let no evil thing come before my eyes. Now we are the ones that can control those things. Yes, there may be something that you might all of a sudden see, but we can control whether or not we let it stay there. We can control whether or not that is what we have a desire to want to see. We can control those things by the love of God. The flesh can't. And the flesh and sin loves those things. That's darkness. And men love darkness because the light condemns them. The light of Jesus Christ. Do you want to be condemned here upon the earth? Now do you want to be condemned? And then be asking, Lord, I see I'm a sinner. And I have gone astray. What must I do? And he will lead you. And he is quick to forgive that we read about there. He is our advocate. He will forgive us our sins. But let's don't let the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, He says, it is not of the Father, but is of the world. And he says, the world is an enemy to God. The world is an enemy to God's Word here upon the earth. The world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We've talked about these things here recently. He says, the world passeth away and the lust thereof. Now, our life here that we are living in today, and we are living a life and a lot of people, just however they see fit, they want to do. They say, whatever you feel good about, you do it. Let your best life be now. But he says, these things are going to pass away. That life that you are living, that evil, unrighteous life that you are living is going to pass away. You will die, and that's with each and every one of us. That is the one thing that God has promised to every single one of us here that will happen to everyone. He says it is once to die. A man's journey is once to die. And then the judgment. And that will happen. That is a promise to every single one of us. God saying you will die. But God has made a way. That you can have that eternal life. When we die. He says here the world passeth away. This life. And all the things that we see that we hold so grand will pass away. They are temporary. But but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now what do you want to be? I ask that question I want you to answer it to yourself. What do you want to be? Do you want to be of a part of the world and let the lust of the body, the lust of the eye, the pride of life and all of these things control you and then be a part of what passes away at the end that does not have that eternal life, a part of those that are cast into the lake of fire that he said? there with Satan or do you want to be a part of those that abide with God forever he that does the will of God abides forever it's pretty simple when we sound about it when we talk about it Do you want eternal life, or do you want eternal hell? Do you want the lust and of the things now? Is that what you hold so high in regard, or do you want eternal life? Do you want to follow that light? Do you want to follow and live under the commandments of God? It's your call. We are the ones that make that choice. We can make the choice that we are going to keep his commandments. We're going to follow him. Or we can make the choice, I'm going to just live. and Whatever life I want to live, that's what I'm going to live. And I'm going to enjoy the sins of the world. And you will die, and you will stand before the king. Each and every one of us. And you can stand there with confidence and be clothed upon with that white robe. Or you can stand there in fear. That will be a great day. It will be a fearful sight to the unrighteous. But to the righteous it will be a wonderful and an amazing sight to be there with the king what a wonderful day that'll be little children it is the last time and as you have heard that antichrist will shall come even now are there many antichrist whereby we know that it is the last time. And we can see that throughout the world, but that's been going on. He was talking about it. John was there. Christ talked about it. This kind of thing has been going on all the way along since Christ was here upon the earth. He says there are many antichrists, and we can see it more and more and more today of people taking the word of God and watering it down so that they might justify their evil ways. His word, if it condemns our evil ways, we better not try to justify it. But let it condemn us and then flee to him. What must I do, Lord? That's what we need to be looking for. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. You have an understanding from the Holy One. He says, I will write it in your heart. I will put it in your mind. He says, and ye know all things. You can know and understand all that he wants you to do, how he would have you to live. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it and that no lies are the truth. He says, I want to encourage you in it. You know the truth, now listen to the truth, and abide in the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Now we look at that, I look upon that, and I said, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? I don't believe there's anybody in this room here today in this building or under the sound of my voice that would say that Jesus Christ was not the Son of God. I hope you wouldn't. And I hope you have enough understanding to know that, that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. But I want you to listen what he, what he what he said there in, the, in that. They went out from us. But they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not in us. Now that was the people there, I believe, that was a part of the church, or part of the people there. Whether or not they had had that new birth or not, that's between them and the Lord. But there were some that had gone away and was preaching and teaching another doctrine. And he said there that if they were of us, they would have remained with the people, the righteous people. And that's where I want to be today, is remaining with the righteous. Wherever and whoever he's talking about, remain with the righteous, that spiritual church of Jesus Christ. That's what I want to be a part of, and you can be a part of. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have written unto you because you know the truth. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Now, we wouldn't just say that Jesus is not the Christ, but will you deny his commandments? Will you deny how he has said that he wants us to live? Will you deny when he says that you ought to walk as he walked? Will you reject that? If that's the case, there is no difference in us and the people who denies and says that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist. Who is a liar that denies the commandments of Jesus Christ that I should live in the way that he lived? Who is a liar if that is the case in us? If we are not walking as he walked, that's our commandment. We would be the same thing we're saying that I don't have to do that. He said we did. So what did that make us? It makes us someone that is not walking in the truth. We must hear his word. We must abide in his word and walk in it and live in accordance with how he would have for us to live in our day. Whosoever denies the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that... Therefore, abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And that that you have heard from the beginning, I believe he's talking about that those that you had heard this when you began your walk with Jesus Christ. He said, let that therefore abide in you, that spirit, which you have heard from the beginning, let the Spirit of God that you have been talked to, you have been asked to let that be what you are seeking for and let that be what is directing you, have heard from the beginning, shall remain in you. And it can. He will let it remain in you as long as you want it, as long as you are there praying and begging and asking for his direction, he will re- let that spirit remain in you. Ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Isn't that something that's encouraging, should be to us, that we can remain, we can abide with him. And if we abide in him and Jesus Christ, then we are abiding in God. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil, and he has to flee from you. Use the power of the Almighty God to resist him. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. That's the promise that he has promised to us, to those that will abide with him, those that will hear his word and do them and build upon that rock and that that house will stand and you can have that just as he says here and this is the promise that he has promised us even eternal life I want you to know that I want everybody in here to be a part of that and we can There's not a soul in here, I believe, that would not have the opportunity to have an eternal life. But friends, you can let the world, you can let the lust of the things of this world get in your way. And you can look at it upon the man. This is what man is saying that we ought to do. But that is a way to destruction. Let the Lord be the one that's directing you in everything. Wait. Upon the Lord. Don't try to get ahead of Him. Be of good courage, he said. Wait on the Lord, and he shall give you eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, which ye have received of him, you've received it of God through Jesus Christ, if that's the case, abideth in you. And if that's abiding in you, You need not that any man teach you. You don't have to just, he says, but as the same anointing, the anointing of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost teacheth you how to live your life. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth. Remember, God's Word is truth. He is truth. There is no unrighteousness in him. He is not a liar. He teacheth you all things, and is truth, and is no lie. He talked about how we would be a liar if we proclaim certain things. If we don't allow that spirit to be within us and direct us. He says, we will be a liar. And even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him that spirit teaching you how to live and how to abide in the spirit of God the Father and his Son. You've received it, he says. Now that spirit will teach you how to continue on and let that spirit abide with you. And now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. That's what I was talking about just a few minutes ago when I said that the promise of God for everybody is that we will die. The promise of God is that he sent his son here to the earth, that all that believe upon him, all that accept him, and all that repent of their deeds, Can receive of that new birth. And all that abide in him until the end. Will have eternal life. Do you see how he works with his people? All the way through. And now little children. Abide in him. By using the power of God. And when he shall appear. He will appear at that final day. And there will be a judgment. And we're going to stand there. We're going to die. This body that we hold so high in regard now, and all those things are going to all be gone away. And we're going to stand before him. And what does he say? And when you shall appear, we may have confidence. Confidence in what? Confidence in the power of God. Confidence that I have repented of my sins and I've received that new birth. And confidence that my sins have been taken away. And I can stand before him looking forward to eternal life with him. And he says, And not be ashamed of, before him at his coming. You're clothed in that white garment. I want you to think about something. You know, something would be so terribly embarrassing, and nobody in here would want to do it if we had to stand before some great authority with no clothes on whatsoever, that we were completely exposed. That would be fearful in every one of us mind, and nobody would want that at all. Do you want to stand there spiritually that way? He's given us an opportunity that we can stand before him clothed in that white raiment. But if not, we will be standing there and our sins exposed to him. And we will be ashamed of that. We'll be ashamed that we have lived in this sinful lifestyle. And this king standing before us with the nail prints in his hands. That he died on that cross so that you could over your sins could be forgiven. And you continued to live in sin. How ashamed would we be? Will we be when we see that great king and know what has taken place and that we don't have any other opportunity? Friends, listen carefully to what he's asking us and how he wants us to live our life. Listen carefully. I want to stand before him with confidence. And I can have that confidence today. And you can have that confidence today. And be not ashamed before Jesus Christ. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. We should know that and understand that. We would, everybody here, I believe, would say that Jesus Christ Was righteous. He lived in accordance to God's will. And he is righteous. Now, how can we be a part of that? We must be born of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Use the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to forgive us our sins, to take them away. In many occasions when he was here upon the earth and he would go in to maybe heal somebody, he'd say, thy sins are forgiven thee. And in some case he might say, you have been made whole. Go and sin no more. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. These are words that Jesus spoke while he was here. And that's what he wants us to understand today, that let's receive that new birth. Let's hear his word. And if if we know and understand that Jesus was righteous, and he was righteous because he was filled with the Spirit of God, and we know now that that is what he will do for all of those that come to him, repent. And believe for the remission of our sins. Be baptized for the remission of our sins. If you know that he was righteous, he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness, there's only one way any one of us can do righteousness, can live a righteous life. And that's having that new birth. So you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born. Of Jesus Christ he has had that new birth and that's what we each and every one of us need to be seeking after and that's what each and every one of us should know that we have and if you don't have that knowledge if you don't have that peace in your life something's wrong and you're lost if you do have that knowledge and that you have that peace abide in it live in it, and be encouraged. And if you don't, be encouraged now because he says, I am there. I am the perpetuation for your sins. I am an advocate for you. I am there at the Father praying for you. Just go to him. What must I do, Lord? And if you truly desire that above all other things, he will show you and he will give you that new birth. That's the promise. I will give to you eternal life. This is the promise that he has promised us. I'll give to you that new birth and you can have eternal life by abiding in it. Keep that in mind, friends. Be encouraged in it. And don't let Satan cast you down. Don't let him lead you off into something else. He says, be not deceived. And just remember, those are they There are many antichrists. There's many false prophets. But Jesus Christ is the truth. And be sure that that's what you are worshiping. And not something that man is doing. But worshiping what Jesus Christ has set here, set forth here upon the earth. That we can live and abide with him. And know that promise of eternal life. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number 104. Rescue the perishing. Number 104. That song has so much in it. Just amazing to me. Just what he, the message today about what he will do for us and he will rescue those that are perishing. And here he says, though they are slighting him, still he is waiting, waiting the penitent child to receive. Plead with them earnestly. Plead with them gently, and that is what he is doing for us. He will forgive if they only believe. Could not be any truer words. He will forgive if they only believe. And then he just tells us about some other things. that is Touched by a loving heart. Wakened by kindness. Chords that are broken will vibrate once more. Those that maybe have gotten away from their true first love. He says, rescue them. He says, those cords will vibrate once more. He says you can overcome if you repent. Back to the narrow way. Patiently win them. Back to the narrow way, friends. That way that leads to eternal life, that straight and that narrow path, where the straight gate is, get off that wide road. That leads to destruction. But get on that straight and narrow path. Tell the poor wanderer. A savior has died. And that is what's been told today. A savior died. He paid the price for your sins. You will stand before him. Clothed in righteousness, are your sins exposed? What will it be? We will have our monthly meeting here tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Let us pray. To God the Father, we come to you this afternoon. And first of all, we thank you for all that you have done that mankind might have eternal life. We thank you for your son and what he did here upon the earth. And we just beg that you show us what you would have for us to do. How can we use the things that You've entrusted into our hands. How can we use your word? How can we draw closer to you? How can we encourage one another? I know that your word that we have read today can be of great encouragement to the righteous. And those that are struggling today, let it be encouragement to them, God. Let them look to you. And let them become one with you. We just ask these things. And that we are led by your spirit. And we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen.